You're listening to the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. One voiceover gift every single day until the big day. If you make videos, ads, audiobooks, or anything with a voiceover, then this is the podcast for you. Let's make voiceovers better. Let's start talking creative. Hello, and welcome to Talking Creative, the podcast for voice directors and voiceovers. I'm Samantha Boffin, and this is the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. Today, I'm going to share some of the top things that have helped me create a full-time voiceover career. Some of them are quite obvious and others perhaps less so, but these are genuinely the things that have made a difference for me. And I thought it might be interesting because perhaps you'll pick up something that you haven't yet thought of. Now, I had a huge advantage when I first started out in voiceover in that I understood the industry because I'd worked in a very small corner of it for Ever. My dad worked in TV, I became an actor, then I worked in TV, so I was very familiar with the whole setup. I was, however, far too shy to tap into my long list of contacts when I first started. I wanted to prove myself first, but that is another story entirely. Also, with this little list, I'm not going to endorse any individual person or company. You'll discover who and what works best for you. Anyway, in no particular order, coaching, performance and business coaching. As I've said, I knew a lot about the world of TV, but next to nothing about anything else in the industry. And interestingly, because I knew so much about TV, I realised how little I knew about the rest of it. So I tried learning about virtually everything in that first year. I either did coaching weekends or one-to-one coaching for specific genres, and I looked at virtually everything I possibly could. And it was really useful because it gave me a really clear idea about where it was best for me to start. I also learned about running a business and marketing because I had been a staff member at the BBC for almost my entire career. And that is a very different kind of a life to one of a self-employed voiceover. Very, very different. So the next thing is a studio. I knew I needed really decent equipment. I'd worked around editors and in-studios all my life. And of course, I didn't just jump in and build a swanky home studio. For a start, I wouldn't have been able to afford to do that. But I did start with good equipment. And what I did was I hung really simple sound curtains from the ceiling in one of the smallest rooms in the house. It was a room that was already acoustically fairly good. And I hung sound curtains in a circle from the ceiling. I created a kind of cocoon, a kind of acoustic tent. And I put my equipment in there. Now, I landed some studio work from the auditions I did in there. I probably did land some proper work as well, but mainly I used it to audition. This was before COVID, long before COVID. And then I saved all the money that I made through voiceover work and I invested that in a proper studio space. One of the first things I did spend proper money on was a logo and branding. I still use the same design now and I use it everywhere. 
a proper logo made me feel personally professional. And plus, going through the act of branding with a designer who really knew what they were doing forced me to analyse myself and my voice. Things obviously have changed since that first analysis, but the logo and the brand still holds good. So I think that was money, for me, money really well spent. Now, a lot of people swear by CRMs. Uh, I think they're customer relationship management tools. But actually, I have found accounting software to be the real game changer for me. This is stuff like QuickBooks or Free Agent or FreshBooks. Because every time you do a job, you put all the information in about the client that you've done that job for. So what you've got there is not only a handle on your finances, you've got a solid list of clients who have already booked you. Now, I use my client list all the time because they're not leads. They actually know and like me already. That is one of my most useful assets that I kind of dip into all the time. Another thing that has been a big game changer for me is meeting people, getting out there and actually meeting people. It's worked for me in terms of making proper contacts, but also finding friends and peers within the industry as well. And we all need friends who understand our work, other voice actors, socials, but also local business groups and online business groups. I don't always feel like getting out there. I'll be honest with you, I don't. I sometimes feel underconfident or shy or just not in the mood. But meeting people is a must not least because it allows you to believe in the idea of being a voice actor. Conferences. I don't include that under meeting people because meeting people is a bit lower key than a conference. A conference. Industry ones. Yes, absolutely. Really useful when you're starting out. And they were very useful to me when I was first starting out because I got a really good feel for the industry, a kind of umbrella feel for the industry at that moment. But business ones too. For me, I've gone to a lot of marketing conferences as a delegate, showing up as a business and learning really useful stuff like how to market yourself effectively is a really good thing. I found it absolutely great for me. And there are other more mindsetty things that I've had to teach myself that I've had to really kind of work on myself to do. One of them is being patient and kind. I'm not very patient, I'm quite an impatient person. But being patient and kind with myself has been good. I do a lot of things that are wrong, a lot of things. But I try not to get hung up on them because it's just not very useful. And so I've tried to learn to, if I make mistakes, just to try and forget them. And if I forget them, the chances are other people forget them as well. Being curious, that's something that is really worth remembering However, you know, experienced you get, asking questions and not letting my sense of self get in the way. The thing is, is I am always learning. I will always be learning right up until my last breath I will be learning and I will never know it all. So it's a really good thing to keep being curious and not be afraid to ask questions when you don't know something. Being helpful. I knew right at the beginning, I didn't want to become one of those cynical old lags who kind of groan at the idea of new people starting in any business, well, this business. Helping people to thrive has been a really positive way for me to um, show up and be part of this industry. 
and taking time off. I used to feel guilty when I first became self-employed about taking time off, but not now. I love my work. I really do. I love it. But equally, I can switch off from it quite easily. And I genuinely think that for me, it makes me ultimately more creative and invested when I get back to it. And I take proper holidays too. I know not everyone does this. Some people are very happy to take their work on holiday with them. But this works for me, having regular breaks so that I can sort of reset my energy really has worked for me. Anyway, that's it for today. Maybe there were things in there that might have helped you, or perhaps it was simply interesting uh, hearing how someone else has approached their voiceover career. So tomorrow is the final episode of the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. So until then, bye. Thanks for listening to the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people like you can make voiceovers better. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.